you work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This holiday, there's zero fees to switch. Right now, get high-speed data for just $25 a line for four lines. That's Metro's lowest price, period. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your holiday. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See MetroByTMobile.com. Hey everyone and welcome back to Tea with Tash. I hope you guys all enjoyed a small look into my family life with a cute little conversation with my brother for National Siblings Day. Today I have a cool experience planned for us so we're going to get right into it because I've waited all week to introduce this guest. This woman is a Vancouver-based medium who provides readings, mediumship, and spiritual classes. She is given the beautiful and amazing gift of connecting with those who have passed and relating messages to family and friends. I am so thrilled to have her here today to talk about her life as an intuitive healer, so please welcome psychic medium, Melissa White. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How is your quarantine going? Quarantine has been interesting. Um, I've got two kids so one is in high school and one is in elementary school so navigating that um as well as I mean my work life has changed completely so I'm now just doing um phone readings that's it and so that's been a big change um and just yeah I mean it's been it's been um at times kind of depressing at times it's been kind of wonderful (laughs) what about you yeah it's well I work in the medical field so for me it's really busy (laughs) yeah I bet um but are you guys homeschooling them yeah so they're how's that yeah their classes are um done uh distance learning so with my son he's in grade 10 and he's got it covered he's actually kind of loving it because he can do it on his own time and he's pretty organized so he's happy with it yeah Um, and then with my daughter she's in grade three and her teacher just basically sends every for every day there's like a list of things that she's got to do and activities and that I find super challenging because she is um more of a like doer she's not it's hard for her to sit and focus and so I'm finding we're doing like little bits and then taking a break and then coming back to it so yeah of course yeah so for her it's a little bit more of a challenge but it's been good I'm probably like your daughter the same way (laughs) yeah yeah she needs the she needs to be stimulated in a different way she's very intuitive herself too so um it's a little oh wow yeah she's very well, speaking of that, let's get right to it. And I'm sure you've told this story a million times, but how did you come to realize that you have like such a gift? Uh, right. So, well, I didn't, I didn't know really until I was an adult. I went through my childhood and my teenage years. Um, I think I always was looking back, I can see that I was very connected and very psychic. Um, but I had no framework for understanding what that meant. You know, there was nobody in my life that I could um, sort of look to and think, oh, yeah, I'm like them, you know, so right. um, I, you know, when I was a kid in school, I would sit there and I could hear, like, my teacher would ask a question, and I could hear the answer in my head, 
like before like before (laughs) oh wow so people thought that I was like just super like really smart Mm -hmm. and it was like "Mm, actually I feel like spirit spirit was kind of telling me the answers when I was oh my god that's so funny um so I do that and then um you know in high school I had experiences where I would just think of something and then it would happen, you know, that kind of thing. But I wasn't sitting there thinking like, oh, I'm psychic or I'm a medium. Um, Wow. I had my son when I was 23 Mm -hmm. and there was, I had a near death experience a week later, my appendix ruptured and I knew like for, for, it was probably, I don't know, a span of five or six days that something was really wrong. And I kept going to the doctor, going to the hospital, going to the emergency room and getting sent home. And it was because I guess I just had a baby and they thought maybe it was to do with something to do with that. And so when it actually ruptured and I ended up in uh, getting wheeled into exploratory surgery because they still didn't know what was going on. Yeah, um, I was laying there and I was praying because I was so terrified of leaving my one week old baby, right? Of course. And I was just praying to God. And I had this experience where both of my grandparents on my dad's side came basically on either side of the hospital bed. And it was this like massive wave of comfort and peace. And basically they've said, you have to calm down. You have to have the surgery, but you will be okay. And you are going to get to raise your son. And so I immediately felt peaceful and I was like okay I can do this yeah and I woke up from the surgery and they told me what had happened and basically it ruptured and I wouldn't have had like 24 more hours like it had to be not had been not done the surgery wow so it was a wake-up call you know and I think it's not that I thought that I was a medium even then I just thought okay I had this profound experience and it wasn't yeah it wasn't like I saw my grandparents in spirit form it was like I felt them and I knew mm-hmm. it and it was emotional and it was something that I couldn't really put into words but it completely changed my life you know it completely changed things absolutely oh my yeah. god that's an experience and a half well, it is and then so then you know so then I went on with my life and then I had um, my daughter years later yeah and when she was born all of a sudden life completely turned upside down so um my husband at the time got into a serious car accident six weeks after she was born and so he was technically injured to the point where he could no longer work um so I was on that leave at the time I was teaching um preschool so I was on that leave for that which is like not a lot of money um yeah he was the like main financial breadwinner he was of course unable to work so we were in a situation that was very um financially scary Um, yeah he ended up developing a lot of depression and there were some things going on there that was super stressful to deal with um Mm -hmm. our house flooded at that time Um, oh my gosh and lived with um my my mom for like a month and a half um there was something else that happened i can't remember but everything basically was upside down I was completely anxious like the most anxious I've ever been in my life yeah and so I ended up going to a meditation class just just with the intent and purpose of being able to learn to just calm my mind and maybe have like a little bit of relief from the anxiety 
Yeah. And so I went there and I didn't know it was actually a psychic development circle. Um, and meditation is part of what they did, but it, it was yeah. basically to, to develop skills. And so oh. I went and I did the meditation and it was completely beautiful. It was like an emotional experience. I saw and felt spirit um, like, like to the point where it felt like I was, it was so real to me, you know, and I never really experienced that before. And so the lady that was running the circle said to me, like, I don't know how you've gone this long without knowing this, but you are a medium. And I said, oh, and I was like kind of shocked, but at the same time it felt true. Um, yeah. And she said, you should just keep coming back and see what happens. And so I kept going back every week um, just to kind of prove it to myself. I was just open to seeing what I could do. Absolutely. Yeah. And it turned out being like this thing that I did religiously. The only thing I did for myself at the time when everything else was like completely falling apart around me, um, yeah. you know, and it was very healing. And so I did that and I started to realize there because every, every week there would be something else that we would try and it was working. And I could see that like, it wasn't in my imagination and I wasn't making it up. I wasn't just like a lucky guesser, um, that it was real. And so that's kind of where I, I found out. And then after about a year of going religiously, like every week, people from that class started to just ask um, if I would read for people in their life, you know, like their mom or their friend. And so yeah. I did it. And then within about a month of doing that kind of thing, it turned into full-time work. Like I was busy every single day wow. completely. And that was seven years ago. Wow. And you're still hard to get into. Yeah, it's it's been one of those things that it's been like a, taken on a life of its own. Um, so yeah, it started with doing readings for people. And then I started doing group people ask for group readings. So I was like, I don't even know if I know how to do this, but I just would try. And I did it. Yeah, and it was great. So, so how I found you is one of my friends um, actually had a reading done by you. Um, and I had just lost a grandparent at the time. So then I started looking for you, found you on Facebook, and I've been following you ever since. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wonderful. I mean, I think it's it's one of those things that a lot of people find me because of that, you know? So they've got a friend or a family member who has had a reading, and it's just word of mouth, you know? So I think that's been probably the best way that people have found me, um, because I think it's the kind of work that I do is not something you can ever really advertise like you can but I think that it really has little meaning unless you know someone who's had that experience um and you can kind of have that firsthand kind of um information about what they experienced how it went um but having said that you know every every single reading is so unique and so different so you know what what happens in one person's reading it could be completely different from how it goes with someone else just depending upon the energy and what's needed you know for that person absolutely so can you tell me if you're comfortable sharing in your mind what it looks or feels like yeah sure so for me um i'm able to feel see and hear spirit I can also sometimes just know things from spirit but the main way that it starts for me when I become aware of spirit is very much a feeling which 
can be an emotional feeling, but it can also be a physical sensation. So sometimes when spirits close, I get like hot where like my body actually feels like it gets hotter. Whereas I know a lot of people when they feel spirit, they feel um, cold, like cold air, they feel chilled, both totally valid. But for me, it's always like warm. Um, I also get um, almost like a, a tingling kind of feeling there's like in my heart it becomes almost like a little bit of a flutter um emotionally I can kind of also pick up on what emotion the spirit is trying to convey to the person that they're trying to connect with so I'll sort of pick up on their emotion um I feel at first okay I feel if this is like a male a female I can kind of sense their personality I can kind of sense um how old approximately they would have been in life you know yeah um lots of times they'll have me feel with my physical body how they may have passed so if somebody passed from a heart attack I can kind of feel that in my own heart for a second. Or if they passed from brain cancer, it feels very different and I can feel that in my head. Um, and it's just subtle, you know, in the beginning when you're first starting to really experience spirit, everything is really big. It's dramatic. It feels like if someone's having a heart attack and they're giving you that information, it feels really dramatic. Like you feel like your heart is beating so fast and it's quite um, an experience. Now that I've done literally thousands of readings it's it doesn't have to be that big for me to be able to perceive it it's like a subtle little just a subtle feeling there and I know that they're getting my attention in the heart um so that's kind of how they would come um oftentimes when I see spirit physically with my physical eyes they'll appear as like a silhouette of light um some people say shadows I I don't see a shadow I literally see light like a silhouette of light and it would kind of be up against usually the the wall or the ceiling because the ceiling is white and I feel like that contrast you can kind of see the outline um they'll they'll look to me like I can see okay this is a this is a male or this is a female or this is like you can kind of make out if this is a child you know I kind of see it that way if I need to see um more detail generally they'll show me um like a photograph an image in my mind um it's kind of like how you'd seen a dream or a memory and i just see the the picture that way in my head um then with the progression of the the sort of connection um basically it's like they'll give me words phrases sometimes names um street names whatever's going to be significant i can kind of hear that it's so that the person that I'm reading for starts to know, oh, yes, this is my person. I know that this is specifically my loved one, you know, so they'll bring through that information that way. Yeah, so I'm sure everybody has seen on, like, Teresa Caputo, obviously, that's a big global example of what you do. Um, and even with pictures, you can pick up on that if they're not even on the table, right? Sorry? Like, um, when you're doing a reading and yeah. somebody might have something in their pocket. Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lots of times I'll say to people, like, if if they want to, because lots of times people want to bring stuff. So if they want to bring a picture or an item that belonged to their loved one, I would say just keep it. You know, keep it in your purse or keep it in your pocket. And if it's necessary, sometimes we can bring them out and hold it and see. But lots of times the spirit person will bring that that up. You know, so if you've got a particular picture of them on your phone, you've got that particular picture in your pocket they'll know and oftentimes they'll bring up that particular picture before you even have before I would even ask 
for it, you know, so they'll say that or lots of times people will have like their mom's ring or something and the, the mom in spirit will bring it up and, you know, it's like their way of saying, yes, I know that you've got my ring, you know. Wow. Yeah. And do you read a lot of animals? Um, you know what? They come in a lot, especially because I think especially because a, a loss of a pet is such a, it's such a traumatic kind of thing. These these right. pets are like for the most part our babies, our family, like any pet owner that I know that comes, if they've got some some dog, cat, I mean I've had lizards, um, horses have come through. Um, I've had a goldfish come through one time. Wow. <laughs> like there's all kinds of, it's, as long as there's a bond of love and there's some kind of connection, they want to come through basically just to say they're okay and they're still around. And, you know, they can't give the same type of information as say um, your loved one, like that was human. Um, of course. They'll give information like memories that the two of you would have had together. Um, they'll bring um, things that you would have done um, since they've been in spirit, you know? So they'll say, oh, I was with you, you know, the other day when you were at the beach and you had ice cream or whatever, you know, something that's yeah. specific that's happened recently that gives you that feeling of like, oh my God, okay, yes, they were there. They're still with me, still watching over me. That's so crazy. Oh yeah, my God. It, it's beautiful. And, you know, I think most of the time people cry more when their pets come through than when they do with some of their people that come through. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have three dogs. So for me, I'm like, as soon as something happens, oh my God, watch out. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really intense. And I think sometimes people too, they feel badly for grieving or not, you know, for grieving so hard over their pets because certain some people don't understand that bond or they don't understand that connection but I would say it's just as it's just as heavy and it's just as difficult as grieving you know your your loved one who was in human form you know so I mean the thing about animals and pets is that they really come here to be our teachers and they already understand about compassion and they already understand about um, unconditional love you know, so for them, I think when when we lose them in this life, it can feel like a part of us is gone, you know, that part of our soul. So it is really, really comforting to know that they're still with you. Oh, absolutely. Wow. And you don't only do uh, medium readings, you do more than that. So tell me a little bit about those services and what they include. Right. So I try to um, separate them sometimes because there are people who really it's not that they don't want to talk to spirit, but it may not be what's needed for them, you know? So if somebody comes for a reading and they've got um, a marriage that's falling apart, they're um, got um, illness or they've got stuff going on in their life financially, or just like at a crossroads of any kind. Yes, they would like to maybe hear from spirit and to know that they're encouraged and all of that, but they really have more questions to do with what's going on in their day-to-day life, um, needing some guidance, needing some reassurance. Um, so in that case, it's more of a psychic reading. Um, and I, I hesitate to call it a psychic reading because it's not a typical, it's not like a fortune telling reading. That's not what I, 
um, aim to provide. Um, Mm -hmm. It's more so to do with how can I empower my client to make their own choices, you know, because I really don't want to be responsible for other people's lives. Um, I Absolutely. For the people, you know, take what I give them, take the energy, take the, um, the encouragement, maybe a nudge in the right direction, um, mm-hmm. a way to look at things from a different perspective, to look at it from a soul level, um, to give them sometimes just, they only need to hear one little thing that really gives them that confirmation that, okay, I know what to do, you know? So um, it's kind of like a life reading, um, but I always am emphasizing like that it's meant to be healing um, and it's kind of meant to put the responsibility on that person, you know, to be able to, yeah. you know, to live their life um, and not give their power to anybody, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I do offer that um, also do spiritual healing, which is kind of like uh, energy healing. Um, so basically, um, the person would come and it's kind of like a massage table kind of thing, lay down. Um, I just connect with spirit, ask their guides and their angels to come through. And I place my hands usually just on their shoulder, on their leg, I kind of just hover my hands over the body. And I'm channeling the energy of spirit and basically just giving them this energetic boost. So it can be um, to do with physical pain that they need to have some some comfort with. A lot of mm-hmm. times it's emotional. Um, it's really good for anxiety, depression, that kind of thing. Um, so it's whatever's needed. Um, mm-hmm. Also look at past lives, which is really cool. And it's something that I used to shy away from because I thought, okay, there's no way I can prove anything that I'm telling these people. Like, Right. How am I going to do that, right? And so for me, yeah. always wanting to, to look at it from the client's perspective, like it, with mediumship, I can I can give them that evidence because the spirit person can tell me things that I couldn't know, you know? So that gives them that reassurance that this is for real. This is like a real legit thing. Um, with past lives, literally, you know, you could go and anyone could say anything. So my, my fear was like, oh, I don't want people to be questioning or pondering is this real so uh, over time they just these past life scenes just kept coming up in readings like I would just see a flash of something and it was, mm-hmm. I could tell it was a different time it was a different place but it was my client and so I started to tell clients okay I see this and I know it's a past life and what I started to realize is spirit would give me um they give me the the little clue that how this life connects to their current life and what the lesson is from that life and how they can take that life and what they can do with it in this life to kind of, to kind of move forward and progress. And Mm -hmm. I started to realize that people were touched by it. People would start to cry. People would have a response and they'd say, that makes so much sense because um, you know, I've always had this feeling and I took from that. It was a learning experience for me not to doubt, you know, what spirit gives and what they show me, because I have no idea what it's going to mean to the person that I'm delivering it to. So I just started doing it. And I find that when people need that information, when they're open to it, it can be really, really impactful. It can be really powerful. Wow. (laughs) 
You're the whole package. Oh my God. Well, I would say it just evolved. You know, it's something that evolved and it was when the time was right, you know? So yeah, um, lots of people that I teach, you know, because I do offer also teach people on how to tune in to their own abilities and how to use their abilities. And lots of students that I have are in their 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, there's tons of people who don't necessarily know or aren't ready to, to sort of develop until they're older you know so it doesn't have to be something that you are aware of since you were a kid like lots of people will say they've known since they were a child and they had you know an angel sitting on the end of their bed telling them that they were gifted you know yeah that's not always the case I think it's possible to not know um so that's the next chapter I think where I'm moving more towards is really the teaching aspect because um, I find that's really really exciting for people when they finally realize they can do it um, mm-hmm. and I love that you know so I'm kind of always going to be doing the reading that will always be but the teaching I find is like the next focus wow that's so cool I'll definitely I want to try one of those classes yeah, yeah, <laughs> for anyone who's interested Anyone who's always been drawn to things that are more magical, mystical, um, if you've, like, been interested in, like, psychic shows and you're, you know, mm-hmm. like, tarot cards or angel cards, you know, anything like that, if that inspires you or intrigues you, it's a good indication mm-hmm. that you're, you know, you're drawn to the intuitive. Wow. Do you have, like, a favorite reading that you have done that you maybe wanted to share? Oh, um like ones that have just really hit you well I mean there's been quite a few um one that I can think of that um is really kind of cool was I was reading for this lady one time and I was bringing through this young guy and I was giving her all this information about him and she really didn't know who he was and we'd we'd already had a few links with the spirit world so she knew like she knew I was legit tuning into her, but she didn't know who this guy was. And I was right. just about to give up and say, oh, okay, well, I, I don't know who he is, but just maybe just keep him in mind. Um, when he said to me so clearly, he just said, tell her that we almost got married. I almost married her. And she, I told her and she just started bawling. She just started. Oh my God. And it was an old boyfriend that she had kind of, I don't want to say she forgot about him, but she did not believe that after this was a woman who was probably in her sixties, maybe seventies when I read for her. Um, And so this, we're talking like 50 years ago. uh, And she didn't, I don't think in her mind, she thought that he could come through or that he would ever come through. And so that was really wonderful because it it was sort of like this kind of like love story. It was kind of, um, amazing some of the things that he wanted to tell her and just to let her know that he still checks in on her you know and that he knew about her life um, since his passing so it was yeah, that was kind of neat um, all of the readings that I've done with children and babies in spirit I find those to be the most um, in some way oh, the most yeah even though they're the most painful um, lots of lots of stories of um, kids in spirit who will come through and they'll tell they'll tell their parents um exactly what they're going to do as a sign you know so I had one yeah one young boy who came through um and he said he was going to do something with one of his toys 
And so um, his mom, uh, I didn't know this, but she had been sleeping with his teddy bear. And uh, he, she had wrapped uh, his teddy bear in his shirt, you know, so she would sleep with that. And so she went, right. I guess she, the day after the, our reading, she went out, the whole family went out, nobody was home. And she had left the teddy bear wrapped in the, in the shirt under her pillow. And when they came mm-hmm. home, she said that the teddy bear was sitting on top of her pillow with the shirt unwrapped. Oh my God. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like I, that's crazy you can't explain any other way nobody was there there was no no chance for anyone to do that and he had just told her the day before he was going to do something with her you know his toy so I I think that you know those kinds of things when I find out later that to me is so fulfilling and so rewarding Oh my God. I could listen to those stories all day. I love listening to stuff like that. I mean, I have goosebumps. It's incredible. You know, and I, I actually really wish one thing that I would suggest for people who are just starting out during readings, you should write them down, like write down these experiences. I haven't. And I know that there's many that I probably am that I'm not calling to mind easily, but like there's been so many absolutely beautiful experiences um i try to put them on my facebook page when they happen just to kind of have some kind of documentation you know um right but it's incredible it it, it is it's incredible what spirit can do wow so leaning over to that you do have like social media instagram where can we find Uh, you most of the stuff that i do is on my facebook page psychic media melissa white um the instagram i do i'm not very good i'm not very tech savvy i don't really know anything about anything like that but i do use instagram now just like it's very minimal but i have a few followers um but the facebook page tends to be where people find me um i post stuff i post my experiences i'll post you know classes that i'm offering um and stuff like that so that's that's kind of where you can find me or my website um melissa white sacredsoul.com perfect i remember on facebook you sometimes do those angel cards i think um and you'll be like i'm pulling cards like comment if you want one and i've gotten one a couple times and i just it's always spot on every single time yeah it's so cool because basically um it's a way to kind of show people that your angels already know what you need. You know, I don't have to know you. I don't have to know who I'm pulling cards for. I don't know anything about, you know, anyone's life. It's just literally asking them to guide me, pull the card, post it. And yeah, it's it's kind of a nice way for people to get a little something, you know, something that will be inspiring for them. Right. And do you also have a podcast? Is that right? I do a podcast with my friend, Danielle, um, and it's called The Spirit Room. And basically, we just chat about our experiences in developing our abilities, in being spiritual teachers, and our lives, and how we kind of manage um, motherhood and mediumship at the same time. And it's been really fun. I've really enjoyed that experience. So I hope you guys enjoyed that little tidbit we got from Melissa. If you guys thought that the podcast ended abruptly and it was staticky at some parts and sketchy, you guys couldn't hear me, you're completely right. You're not crazy. And no, I am not an idiot when it comes to technology. 
Um, that was actually Melissa's energy coming through that was cutting me off and she couldn't hear me, which was so weird. And what ended up happening was in a desperate attempt to fix my iPad that had seized up when the recording stopped, um, I grabbed my AirPods that were in another room and I came back not realizing that my light switch was turned for the light to be on. Um, but my lights were actually off and it wasn't until I walked in the room and the lights turned back on that I noticed that I obviously hadn't touched the light switch. Um, that instantly gave me goosebumps. And when I actually called her to chat with her and apologize about all the dramatics that have gone on in that 45 minutes that I had her, um, she actually mentioned that this happens a lot, that her energy or spirits, um, are kind of getting into the wavelengths and aren't letting us <laughs> do what we wanted to do, um, which was kind of funny and kind of cool at the same time. To all my family members that have passed, I know who you are and I know who did it. <laughs> um, so I'm actually hoping to have Melissa on again soon. Um, Melissa, I know we couldn't finish our podcast the correct way, but I wanted to thank you so much for being on and taking the time out of your busy day with your kids to chat with me about your gift and what you have to offer. You are such a light, especially during this dark time of quarantine and of everything going on. I thank you so much, so much for coming on and telling us all about yourself and what you do. I'm so excited to eventually have a reading with you and I'm hoping to record it. I think it would be so cool if my spirits allow me. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I'm sorry it ended so abruptly, uh, but hopefully next time that won't happen. <laughs> So anyways, have a great week, everyone. Sit back, relax, and leave spilling the medium-sized tea to me. Have a great week. Hey, I'm Mike. And this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile. And Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ring in the new year over video chat with family and friends. You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This season, there's zero fees to switch. And right now, enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines, plus four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. I'm Mike, and that's how I rule my holiday with Metro. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com.